Well, happy Friday, everyone. Dwight Beal here with my friend Bruce Snope. You are listening to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. It is Friday, August 6th. And Bruce, thanks for joining me for this. I, I asked Bruce as we were on the way here, you ever done a podcast thing? And he said, nope. So what what would you uh what would you say to others about your Bible reading, about your podcast experience today? Would you encourage others to try it if they get asked to do it? Yeah, absolutely. The I guess I would encourage you one to do it because if nothing else, it is a great tool to force you to be in scripture. Amen. And that I don't always get to on a daily basis, just on my own. Like, yep, I should read the scriptures. Other things come up. The dogs need to go out. You know, you've got to make this meeting or whatever. But one of the things this has helped with is I've had these passages throughout the week that you have to read and then think about and say, God, what are you trying to say? Right. I'm not trying to, extol authority over anyone, but I'm saying, what does this mean to me? Right. And hopefully others can do that. And if, if nothing else, it forces you to read the word, which for me at least has reminded me how much I need. The yes. Word. Yes. And as we've been in five different passages this week, have you picked up any common themes? Well, ironically the common theme even as i look at my notes throughout all this mm -hmm. has less to do with scripture and more would do with me okay and it's <laughs> questions quite i don't quite understand i don't quite understand and in some ways that makes me feel really good um <laughs> for those of you who don't know one you've probably never been to victory point but dwight and matt love the chosen <laughs> they've gotten me hooked on it but this season two after every episode of the chosen I have one overriding thought. How the heck did Jesus accomplish anything with these 12? Because <laughs> I think that Dallas Jenkins has done a brilliant job of showing us what the disciples were truly like. And you think, how could you accomplish anything with all that? Right. And then my brain comes back, just like I think we were the Israelites in the wilderness. We're just like the disciples. We're just like the, you know, the Philistines trying to find stuff or to find our way. Every person in the Bible resonates with me. And I think, all right, Lord, how do you do anything with me? Because mm -hmm. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I've got it here and I've got commentaries, you know, online. You can find every commentary in the world that can help you understand it. Mm -hmm. And even those you read and you go, well, I don't think they get it either. <laughs> so I, I've enjoyed reading it and wanting to push further into understanding it because I think God has given us the ability to understand. But mm. it's not going to be quick or easy. It's mm -hmm. not a sitcom that you can watch store away in your memory bank for a quick quote at a party sometime and then move on. It's something you have to continue to digest and continue to take in mm -hmm. and continue to reread because I've read some of these stories and they're very familiar. Mm -hmm. And yet I saw new things in them mm -hmm. and I saw new things. Oh, and as we said yesterday, when we talked some of the passages from Ephesians, I never thought applied to us. And then we went through the COVID and I'd look at them and go, wow, these apply right. very much. God was ahead of us. Yep. before we realized it. Yeah. And if any of you are listening to this and you have any thoughts or comments or questions and you want to just email in, would love for you to do that. Uh, info at victorypoint.org. Just send us your thoughts, your comments, your questions, info at victorypoint.org. We'd love to hear from you. So Bruce, take us into our last passage for today, Friday, August 6th. It's 
John chapter 6, uh, 35, and then verses 41 to 51. Okay, 35 is, Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And 41, At this, the Jews there began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can we say, how can he say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will be all taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Can you picture yourself there? Well, when I did, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read um, 52 because when I picture myself there, uh-huh. I'm a Pharisee. 52, then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Right. <laughs> I hear, isn't this Jesus, whose father's Joseph, who we know? And how can he give us his flesh to eat? Is he promoting cannibalism? They seem very legitimate questions to me. Mm-hmm. And yet, when they say this question, Jesus, much like God does throughout the Bible, says, doesn't say, no, no, I know you've got some questions about this. Or, hey, I see it. He says, stop grumbling among yourselves. He just is very bold and very blunt. Hmm. And I think, yeah, he hits me up the side of the head sometimes like that. So when I see myself there, it's a bit confusing. And I resonate with the Pharisees and going, yeah, I don't get it. You know, and, and more. Now, I have the luxury of being here much later than them right? and being taught through culture and through the scriptures and brilliant men smarter than I could ever be who dissected this. So I'm able to read the, the commentaries and other things on them and go, okay, that's what he's saying. Right. You know, but it, it does strike me. And even when you, um, at the beginning of the week, you talked about Acts 2, mm-hmm. where they adhered to the, the apostles' teaching. Yes. And... In this, we read from Kings and Psalm, and even here, Jesus goes back to the beginning in Exodus with, um, I'm the bread that will last forever. In the wilderness, he gave you manna, mm-hmm. you know, and the apostles teaching. Mm-hmm. And this might be my interpretation more than what preachers or pastors or whoever up front said it. I always associate that with the gospel with Jesus's life, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that's the apostles teaching those four books there. Boom. But it occurred to me as I was reading this, <clears throat> Jesus, the apostles teaching, they also taught the old Testament. That's right. 
they went back and taught and showed how Christ was in and through, mm -hmm. but taught the Torah mm -hmm. and how it was important. It was life. It was meant. And this was the fulfillment of it. Right. And so Jesus referring back himself, referring back to, you know what bread means because yes. you know about the wilderness yep. and I'm the next level. Yeah. It's like, it's a perfect combination of the old and new huh. and that you can't disregard the old. Well, that was then the, we're under the new covenant. Nope. The old one still stands. The new might expand or add, but the old one does not get thrown away completely out the door. Cause I wrote the old one. Right. And, and now I'm teaching you how to interpret <clears throat> it correctly. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it makes me think of from the chosen, the, when they're eating the wheat, and mm -hmm. Jesus doesn't say, I am, I've brought you a new covenant on Sabbath. He says, did you remember David? Mm -hmm. When he, and you go back and you go, he's, he's using, he's using the old Testament. It was good then. It's good now. And I, I read that. And I think, man, I understand why the people listening to him went, huh? <laughs> and at the same time, I'm really glad that I've got some of this other stuff to help me through it. Right. Because I understand why you go, wait, I don't, I know. <clears throat> Didn't we grow up hearing about him? Mm -hmm. Yes. And not to be a spoiler here, but if you go on reading till the end of uh, chapter six, and then let's see, I'm pulling here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So at the end of chapter six, uh, Jesus looks at his disciples. And most of them have scattered. Like he gathered the 5,000, right? Fed the 5,000. And then he says, oh, by the way, if you want to follow me, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And then most of them are like, ooh, gross. And then they leave. <laughs> and, and then he looks at his disciples and he says, you going to leave too? And Peter says, well, where else are we going to go? I mean, you alone have the words of, of life, you know? And so I, I picture myself there too. I'm I'm asking the same questions that the Pharisees are too. And, and if I'm a disciple, I'm like, dang, this was not a good day for Jesus. <laughs> you know, he just lost thousands of potential followers. Yeah. And it's just the 12 of us here, you know. Um, either he's, either Jesus really needs to go to a, a church growth seminar or he's doing something really brilliant, profound here that we we don't fully get yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I'd be in that first camp. I think we need to get into that growth seminar because <laughs> if we're going to spread this message over the whole world, we need more than 12 of us. Why are you making them all go away? And don't talk about the flesh and the blood stuff. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, not to over quote The Chosen. Yeah. But as in episode eight the last episode of season two, I love it when he's, he's working on the Sermon on the Mount with, with Matthew mm -hmm. and Matthew's concerned. He's like, Jesus, there's a lot more negative here than there is positive. Right. Yeah. And, and I love Jesus's response. He says, he says, Matthew, I'm not looking for half-hearted followers. I want people who are interested enough that they're going to, they're going to dig. Mm -hmm. They're going to come after this. Um, so that's why I'm speaking in parables and that's why I'm, and that's why I'm making this, I'm including some hard things because those that really aren't interested, they're going to turn away. Well, and that's, 
I hadn't thought of this. I, I love that because we were talking earlier in the week that <clears throat> I love if, if you're wrong, if you think the Bible's wrong, good. But no, you're wrong. So you have to <laughs> dig further. I, I like right. it to be hard because something that can utterly change your life completely, like God, mm-hmm. shouldn't be, I don't know whether to call it simple or easy, but it shouldn't just be, oh, yep, got it done, good. Yeah, check that off. Because because in our own mind, we'll check it off and then move on. But God is so much bigger than that. And I think he wants us to experience that. You know, I have no idea what it means to never be hungry or thirsty again. Because I'm a typical American, so I'm overweight. But, you know, if I don't eat for a day or two, my stomach's starting to let me know. You need to eat something. Mm-hmm. You know, when <laughs> Sunday I was out doing a concert in South Haven and it was hot. And by the time we had a moment for a break, I needed water badly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Jesus is saying there, but I don't think I just need to go, well, I don't understand it. And I won't because I'm interested. I want to know more. And I think he, I think sometimes he says these things as the writers of the chosen have pointed out to force us to go deeper. Right. Because he doesn't want it to be simple or easy for us. Mm-hmm. He wants us. He just don't want people to blindly follow and go, okay, huh, huh, I'm going. Because with free will, we have to make the choice. Mm-hmm. And to choose to love him despite the amazing things around us. Mm-hmm. He created this world. And even though we, through sin, have taken some of the, the things that we find pleasure in, which are not good, and called them good, there are a lot of really good things in this world mm-hmm. that we could get distracted with and mm-hmm. ignore God. Mm-hmm. Even when the Israelites went into the land of milk and honey, God said, I'm going to be here in the desert because in the desert, you need me. Mm-hmm. And when you're there, you'll forget me. You're going to forget me yeah, because you have too much. We in America, we live in the land of milk and honey. We have way too much. And yet God says, I'm still here. So I want you to go deeper. I want you to dig harder. I want you to push more because I want you to yearn for me, not what I can do for you. Hmm. And so I, I love that the writers of the chosen have, have caught on to that as well. Mm-hmm. Makes you like, okay, God, here's you're doing something because they're in Texas writing this and they wrote this a year ago. I'm just now seeing this maybe for another time here, but with no direct connection with them mm-hmm. that yes, you don't want half-hearted. Mm-hmm. God wants people that are all in. Mm-hmm. You know, because if if Jesus is true and the the way to destruction is broad and wide, and most will follow, the way to life is narrow. Mm-hmm. You've got to want it. Mm-hmm. You aren't going to stumble upon the narrow path. So you have to actively be seeking it and searching mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so, I think I like that Jesus spoke in these parables where I go. I don't get it. And that's why I, I praise the Lord that he gave me a heart that says, but I want to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just that I, in my own infinite wisdom and everything, want to. This is a burning desire from God. The spirit mm-hmm. saying, you want to know more, don't you? I go, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. And that that's a joyful part of when I don't get it. And I say, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? One, there's thousands of us here and he's one guy. So I don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, what's that mean then? Let's go further. Let's dig deeper. And you got to go back to the beginning. Yep. In the beginning when God, who is Jesus, started to write. And you go, okay, let's go back again 
and just over and trying to find it yeah and find that fulfillment in him yep well for all you who are listening to this uh, we hope and pray that this conversation that Bruce and I have had this week will inspire you to get into the word and to hunger after God to chase after God to be all in and next Monday this podcast is going to resume and we invite you to come back but until then we pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you he'll make his face to shine upon you be gracious to you lift up his countenance upon you give you peace and he'll keep you hungry and seeking. God bless you. See you later.